you doing? I'm the AC, and this is Alcohol and Anime, the podcast where we, of course, talk about alcohol and anime. Duh! This is episode titled something else I haven't decided yet either, but of course, uh, as I normally try to do, I have my friend with me. Hi, I'm uh, I'm Victoria. I'm a graduate student in music education and musicology. I like a lot of different anime and a lot of different music. And I'm really happy to be here today to watch something that's uh, pretty near and dear to my comfort anime list. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, I said alcohol and anime, and of course we'll talk about plenty about anime. But, of course, if you're watching or listening to this, you obviously know what we're going to talk about. We're go- we watched uh, Full Male Alchemist, the live-action version, which... Mm-hmm. Technically, it's anime, but it's anime adjacent, anime manga adjacent. Uh, but before we get into all of that, uh, we'll start with the first thing that's in the title of this podcast names, which is the alcohol. Uh, so, uh, uh, what did you end up drinking? So, I have a. I just recently found this, and I'm kind of in love with it. It's called. Uh, like a super grain alcohol by oh. Crick and Marker, and it's kind of like um, a spiked lemonade. Wow. And there's like a blueberry, a watermelon, a raspberry, and like a regular one. And I am a basic uh, bitch, and I like seltzer a lot of times. And I found this weird like spiked lemonade that doesn't have a lot of like calories or sugar mm. because sugar makes me feel sicky. So, um, I have been trying these, and they are delightfully, like, actually really nice. Like, they kind of don't taste like alcohol, which is dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Dangerously great. Now, uh, I mean, nothing wrong with seltzers. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of them, uh, mainly because I feel like they don't have a huge amount of flavor. But, Mm. I mean, the fact that you don't taste alcohol either is pretty great. I have found, um, iced tea seltzers which are weird. They taste weird. They don't taste great, but I like them a lot more than just plain seltzers. So I drink them a lot more and I always drink them and I'm like, no, I don't like these. And then I'll drink the entire 12 pack at once. Uh, <laughs> and then I'll go get more of a, the, another day. So yeah, seltzers good. These are really nice. Yeah. Uh, you said it was double grain alcohol. Or is something you was drinking? It's called like a super grain alcohol. Super grain alcohol. So it's made with like, um, I can't remember, but it's uh, quinoa, amaranth, malay, mm. casanova root, and it's called a modern twist on ancient grains. Mm. So you can enjoy infinite flavor with zero guilt, which is the most like, <laughs> like dumb, like party, like white girl thing. But they are actually really yummy, and they don't make me feel so, like, gross and, like, hungover the next day. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. I am already reaching that point in my life where I'm almost always feeling gross and hungover. But, <laughs> now when you first said super grain alcohol, I was like, well, because there's grain alcohol, which, with a uh, golden grain, it's like the Everclear level stuff. I was like, whoa. It gets worse, but I guess this is something completely different. <laughs> this is definitely not 195 proof, uh, <laughs> because that used to be my go-to like party starter, and that was rough. Everclear. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, I would, especially whenever I would have new people come over and we would like hang, I'd be like, "Hey, take a shot of this. <laughs> you're going to throw." <laughs> I always tell them, "I'm like, you're going to throw up." And they're like, nah. I was like, okay. They would always throw up. Uh, oh, no. But I'll take it with them, of course, because, I mean, I'm not going to make them do something I wouldn't do. But, yeah. So, good. Super grain alcohol. Much better than just plain fire grain <laughs> alcohol, I guess. Um, I am. I was sticking to a theme. I was trying to stick to some kind of theme when I watched movies and I wasn't sure like I don't know I, of course off the top of my head I wasn't sure anything full out male alchemist related but then I was like something funny would be if I could find uh, a milk based cocktail 
Yeah, I mean, because it's the like a joke throughout the series about how Ed doesn't drink any milk, and then that's why he's always short. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I could do a classic like Russian, but that's boring, and it doesn't really make any sense because Full Metal Alchemist is supposed to be more like German based, and mm-hmm. I've already drank a whole bottle of Jaeger for a different German based alcohol or anime I watch, and I didn't want to <laughs> drink more Jaeger. Uh, so what I'm drinking is uh, almost brandy milk uh, punch. It's um, uh, what I put in it: one part brandy, three parts milk, uh, a teaspoon of vanilla extract, uh, some ice mixed in there, and then just you know a little dash of nutmeg. And the nutmeg is. Nutmeg makes it taste or smell really good. It kind of is over. I think I put in too much nutmeg, and it kind of overpowers everything else if I get a too much of a gulp of it. But mm. good though. Yeah, it, it was much better than I expected. My problem is I'm always skeptical of like I like milk. I I, I mean I don't drink much milk anymore as an adult, but as a kid I drink milk all the time. But now that I'm an adult drinking adult drinks like alcohol mixing milk with it always makes me feel skeptical and i was like i feel like this is gonna make me sick and it's like i don't know this is only my fourth serving i guess technically my fourth drink my fourth shot of brandy but i'm like i don't know if i can drink a whole lot because that's a lot of milk too <laughs> uh <laughs> but yeah I don't, it tastes a lot better than i expected so i am pleased with that uh, I like the theme. Like, I, I really appreciate the tie to, like, I had forgotten about, um, the constant, like, running joke of, like, Ed's shortness. Oh. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I, this was a last minute thing. Literally, it was the, I don't know, the, yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday, the day before, I mean, the day, yesterday as in the day we're recording this, but. And I was like, ah, I still haven't thought of a drink. I was like, milk. And I was like, uh, nothing goes with milk. It's like, there's no. <laughs> it's like, what can I do? And then I literally just looked around my house and I had brandy. I was like, I don't like brandy either. Though. I was like, mm, bourbon? I was like, no, nah, I already have brandy. I'll give this a try. Uh, it's just been sitting there forever anyways. And it's actually nice. So brandy, much better with milk. Milk doesn't need brandy. Uh, but it works as a drink, as is, anyways. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, if there's Full Mail Alchemist-themed drinks that anyone knows of that's listening to this, feel free to let me know somehow. Uh, I think it would, it would be cool. I saw, I did see some kind of drink called the Philosopher's Stone. Um, I, I can't remember what was in that, but it sounded interesting, and I felt like it would be a cool fit. I think there's just a lot of stuff. I didn't pretty much didn't have anything in it. Uh, mm-hmm. but I feel like other like flaming things would work too. Oh yeah, a little bit like um like flaming Dr Peppers and things like that, which would oh, be yeah. tangentially related, but um would definitely fit with uh Colonel Mustang and stuff. Oh <laughs> yeah, we could just had drinks themed around each character. Yeah. Uh, I should get more into mixology, see if I could do make my own drinks, cause that would be something cool to do. Stuff are fun too. Yeah. Like fire and, and water and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Those would be fun. <sighs> that, it'll be interesting to see what kind of drinks would come for each character. Mm-hmm. Just think off the top of my head. I can't think of anything right now, but ah, oh, definitely cool. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like Mustang would have to be something like classy but spicy a little bit, mm-hmm. like Manhattan or something like that. Hawkeye would have to be something like neat, mm-hmm. like something that you just you just down and you go. Oh yeah, I can see but, that. Yeah, because she's like very um, like kind of down to business, but very like warm as well. Ed would have to be something milk based, something. Yeah, like, I, I feel like that. See, just of. to be funny. <laughs> um, let's see. The Fuhrer would probably be like a, just like a Scotch, mm. like something very like standard classic. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other ones. I don't know if I can picture Al drinking. Like I figured... I feel like Al's would be something just in a cool glass, like maybe a like a metal 
Uh, well, they some kind of. I'm thinking. I can see it in my head. I can't remember what they're called. Some kind of metal stein or something like that. Uh, oh yeah. And then it could just be any old drink. Maybe water. Something not. Something not water. water. Maybe, Maybe uh, like Capri Sun. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Little baby Al. Uh, what would we? What would we do for Pride? Because he's a child, or I guess it looks. Pride looks like a child. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of the right one, but I'm obviously Pride's not a child. It's something else, but that uh-huh. seems like it should be. But that feels like it should be like a kiddish-looking drink, but then like really be like heavy. I don't know, but yeah, all the it yeah, like the cosmopolitan or something. Oh yeah, like something that looks unassuming but is actually very alcoholic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all the homunculi have really cool drinks, too. Mm-hmm. Gluttony, of course, would just be a big drink. Whatever oh, it would be, yeah. it would have to be huge. Like one of those, like, punch bowl drinks. Yeah. That you just, like, drink all by yourself. Oh, yeah. I feel like, um, either Envy or Lust, it would be something with, like, green, like, liqueur or something. Like a melanica, like, liqueur. Mm-hmm. I feel like that. Like something that's like sickeningly green almost. Yeah. Like sickeningly blue. Something that looks unnatural. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Envies would definitely. Uh, I don't know what kind of drink would do it. Make it look like one thing but taste like another kind of deal. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Lust. I, I keep thinking of lust. I mean, because of lust itself makes you think of like red and like romance kind of deal, but. Yeah. I don't know. I think it could come up with something more creative than that. I'm not thinking of anything else off the top of my head, though. Huh. Because Lust, as far as the character, definitely not like a lovable character. No. Uh, so it'll be something more like dangerous and sharp. Hmm. Maybe something like slightly sweet in the aftertaste but like has a lot of alcohol in it like uh trying to think like a royal flush or something Mm. something with like a little bit of like um cherry in the aftertaste but like with a heck ton of like everclear or something in it oh yeah ooh, black cherry too though Ooh, black cherry yeah black cherry flavoring and just like straight everclear there we go that's it uh, so that leaves sloth. <laughs> I don't know what sloth would be. I don't even remember. I can't remember sloth much from the anime. I remember when they first introduced sloth, but I don't really remember much after that. So it's hard for me to imagine. Huh. I feel like sloth would have to be something that you, like, sip on. Something like slow, sipping, yeah. Like whiskey or... um. I get, yeah. I don't know, like a cocktail or something. Something, but something easy to make. Something easily thrown together, but you're just going to sip on for a while. I like that. I don't know. I could see that. One day, one day, maybe this whole podcast could lead to me just making a drink book based off of characters from different anime. Oh, that would be. I need to, I would say, I need to take a note of that someday, but it'll be in this podcast. So I remind myself when I edit this thing over and over again. (laughs) <laughs> uh, hopefully it won't take that much editing it'll be fine <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah cool I, I didn't go in this thinking we were going to come up with a whole bunch of cool drinks but I'm glad we did uh, yeah I don't know <laughs> yeah mm. I don't know where Ooh, that was a strong sip I don't know where this brandy milk punch is going to land at but yeah much better uh yeah so let's actually move on to the anime part which is actually not anime part a live action part (laughs) um full male alchemist live action on netflix um i feel like i should get information on this uh so this came out in i think it said 2017 i think i also saw while it was um uh the captions or whatever they say it said it was pg which that can't be right. 
So I'm trying to look that up. <laughs> it's like, is it like only PG? Right. It must be at least PG-13. But yeah, feel... there are definitely some distressing scenes. It even said, like, gore, violence, uh, stuff like that. But then it's like PG. I, I mean, like... you watch people get shot multiple, multiple times. Like, Oh, technically they're, well, they say they're human. But technically they're not human. Because I don't, we only see the humunculi get shot, really. Right? I don't think I remember. Oh. No, technically Hughes gets shot, but that's by humunculi. That's yeah. by Andy. Uh, the homunculi. I think that's all that gets shot, though. Yeah, I don't know. I can't find anything about the rating for this, but I'm pretty sure I remember seeing PG. Maybe I just missed saw it. Uh, definitely, though, at least PG-13. No, I wouldn't say there's anything that make it higher than that, but... I yeah. mean, as far as language, too, they only really say, like, ass at the beginning, I think. Did I they? Mean, I missed that, too. Is, uh... Oh, that's true. This was this is all Japanese. So I don't know if Japanese ratings are different. I mean, I assume they're different, but I don't know how different. Right. I mean, huh. it didn't seem like they used a lot of naughty language. Yeah, but like, I don't remember either. My my usage of like naughty Japanese is is not wonderful. <laughs> yeah, my vocabulary sucks. As much as anime, I read or. I mean, yeah, technically read. Uh, I, it sucks. I've been trying to learn. I I have some Japanese manga uh, that I got. There was a service called Box of Manga or something, and they would send me Japanese manga. And it was cool. I was like, one day I'm going to be able to read these. That day has not come yet. Uh, <laughs> I can go through I mean... and pick out like some words really slowly. Uh, but for the uh -huh. most part, uh, I'm not getting anywhere. I mean, I've taken a couple of years of Japanese classes. But, like, reading it and, and listening to it is, is so different. Mm. Like, and also, kanji are the bane of my existence. Like, yeah. Actually, I can still only read at a very, like, probably elementary, intermediate level, even though I've taken two years of, like, pretty intensive classes. From what I've learned, <laughs> I can vaguely remember kanji. Or I can recognize it and be like, I think this kanji means this. And because I only have, so far in what I'm learning, it's only basic stuff, that's right. Once I learn more vocabulary and more kanji, that's probably not going to be uh, happen for long. Um, I did, <laughs> I had a sake candle uh, that I read it once, and I could see that it said, do not eat in Japanese on it. Uh, <laughs> so it helped me out that much. For some reason... Yeah, for some reason I could uh, do that, recognize that much. But as far as Full Metal Alchemist goes, uh, let's, I'm trying to remember. Um, the last time I actually watched the anime, or I, so with me, my history on Full Metal Alchemist is, of course, I watched the first anime when it came out. Ironically, on Netflix, uh, I don't know, let's see. When did I first watch it? It must have been like 2010. Or at least somewhere around 2010, I first tried watching the original anime. Uh, I didn't get too far into it. Then I read all the manga. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, then I watched Brotherhood. And remember, and of course, like everyone thinks, Brotherhood, everyone loved it much better. Uh, I, I didn't think the original anime was that bad. But yeah, so I'm trying to think... When, dang, uh, see, I would have read the manga while I was still in high school, so around, probably finished it around 2011, I oh, read okay. the manga, um, trying to think, see when, when did the last volume come out in English? Yeah, so, I think the last volume came out in 2011, so I would have either read it, I think 2012, probably. Probably, yeah, it would have probably been my last semester of high school. So, 2012, uh, then I watched the anime sometime after that. Uh, while I think I was originally saw it playing on TV. Uh, and then eventually, whenever I found it on whatever streaming services I used, um, I guess Crunchyroll had it. Did they? I don't know. I watched it somewhere. I watched, then I watched the entire anime. And then that's it. It's probably been almost... 10 years? Eh, nah, 
let's say about well no, I've been out uh eight years. Let's say eight years. I don't remember. Uh, and I haven't watched it since. I don't uh I remember a whole bunch of scenes from it. Uh especially the big ones, but that's about it. Uh about you? How much have you watched Full Mal Alchemist? Uh <laughs> So, this is kind of more, like, complex story, but I didn't really start watching anime until I was, like, probably well into the end of high school and college, mm. um, because I wasn't really allowed to. Like, my parents oh. would watch whatever was on TV and, and stuff like that. And I finally got older and kind of, uh, I'll never forget, uh, Hannah, one of my, like, old friends, introducing me to, like world of manga mm. we started watching anime and things like that um and so i think it was like my senior year of high school i was actually um dating a boy <laughs> and um he really liked it and so we started watching it together and like we've long broken up since then but even to this day literally he still uh sends me like memes of um <laughs> like Mina as a chimera just like oh. break my heart like every once in a while and we're like we're friends we're fine but like um it still like kind of reminds me that that's something that I really really loved when I was younger mm. and so every once in a while like I I'm one of those people that like needs um needs sound like needs stimulation when I'm studying oh, yeah. when I'm reading etc etc and so it's one of those anime that i know um that i enjoy especially like brotherhood like i've watched mm. it a couple of times now like all the way through um it's one of those that i can kind of put on i can know enough japanese that i can put it on in the background and listen to it and watch it and and have it on while i'm doing other things oh yeah so. oh yeah that reminds me sometime in in like late high school, so oh, yeah. four, five, six, seven-ish years now, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Our, I mean, hey, it's never too late to get into it. Uh, I only got into it because of like Pokemon, and then I mean the classics like that American ones you see on like uh, as a kid growing up, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh. Dragon Ball Z, which I'm not even a huge fan of Dragon Ball Z anymore. Uh, Sailor Moon, watched Sailor Moon a whole lot. Uh, yeah, and then Naruto. And as I got older, I would get like Shonen Jump and all that stuff. But it, uh, you reminded me talking about like in Japanese, the nerve of Netflix to automatically play the dubbed, and <laughs> whenever we first started watching it, and stop that real quick. Uh, yeah. I'm always pleased when people prefer to watch the subtitle. Like, I have no problem anymore with people that prefer dubbed. I still like subbed. Uh, but for a long time, I was like, how dare you watch dubbed? <laughs> um, I, uh, I don't know. I got into, like, that superiority. It's like, if you're not watching Japanese, you might as well not watch it. No, but I, then I have, like, my... I do have favorite voice actresses in English. Uh, yep. Uh, my favorite, uh, Cassandra Lee Morris, who happened to be at the first anime convention I went to. She voices Taiga and Toradora and a bunch of other characters. Uh, and that was a coincidence and uh, fangirl a little bit at that. But uh, that was cool and a huge coincidence. But yeah, so now I'm more lenient towards du English dubs. But yeah, it was a big relief to know you preferred the subs. Uh, I mean... I feel like it kind of depends on who does the dub, though, like you were talking about. Yeah. Like, which, um, like, some of the Funimation ones, especially, like, they use the same people yeah. all the time. Yeah, I know. And so you listen to it, and you're like, oh, yes, that is Lucy from Fairy Tale. I am familiar with this voice. And so it, it's less, like, it's less jarring to listen to the dub, because you already know who it is yeah. what their voice sounds like. But for, especially for, like, like, let's be for real, a lot of the live-action things are, like, a little bit more taboo. Yeah. Like, it's not by the main, like, companies that, um, like, remake a lot of the same stuff. So, it's it's kind of jarring to listen to. Like, I remember when, we, when it first started, like, the movie, we were like, oh, do we want to listen to this in English? Because it's really awkward. Yeah, absolutely not. Their voice, like, their voice acting was kind of like, eh, it was 
got maybe a whole 10 seconds into it before you caught that. But you know, the other thing about live action is because it's, I, I guess that you can forgive it more in animation, but in live action, it's so much more obvious that w what they're saying isn't matching up with their actual lips. So that is right. always weird. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I'm glad we're both sub people. So no, that doesn't <laughs> sound right. We both prefer sub. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> so the, as far as the movie actually goes, and if you're listening to this, we're, we already talked about playing the, we won't, it's, this isn't technically or not supposed to be a whole re podcast of us just reviewing that movie. But of course we're going to say if we like it or not and what we like about it. But, uh, as let's start with i like to do this mindset of if we had it already you know watched the full Metal alchemist anime do, would this be a good movie to watch just on its own if you had no prior knowledge of the series um i think if you had no knowledge of what was going to happen it's it's pretty satisfying like they cover a lot of ground um you get introduced to the characters pretty early, and like there are some moments that are very like tear jerking. Mm, yeah. That are kind of like heart wrenching a little bit. Uh, oh yeah, hang on. So anyone listening to this, if you haven't watched or know anything about Full Metal Alchemist, we're going to spoil a lot of stuff. Uh, um, yeah. preferably, I think I say this in probably every podcast. Um, the idea of this podcast is preferably to. Watch the film also and drink while you watch it, just like we do, and then come and listen to the podcast and drink more like we do. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there are going to be spoilers. It's just I get I feel like I always have to say, and I feel like it should be obvious. Uh, but yeah, definitely some tear jerker, tear jerking moments. But I also agree, pretty decent movie. Uh, if you don't know anything about it, but I was I don't know I was kind of. I was skeptical because obviously Netflix doesn't have the best rep for doing adaptions. We all unfortunately saw yeah. Death Note, <laughs> and that was terrible. Uh, that was yeah, something that should just be forgotten about. So yeah, it was skeptical. And they also have a Bleach live action, which I haven't seen yet either. And I was like, I don't know how these are going to be. I haven't finished it. I've heard it's decent, it? but. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing where, like, if you've already watched the anime, you're kind of like, eh, to yeah. everything that happens. <laughs> yeah, and we did that a lot for this movie. Overall, as someone who does know what happens, most of it was more just interested in what was going how they were going to do it, more than like, okay, I'm expecting this to be perfect and amazing. Uh, but yeah, I think most of the time while we were watching, we were, it was both of us were just kind of okay. Let's see how they're going to try to do this next thing. Uh, I mean, for a broad overview of like the quote unquote overall plot, as like vague as that is, I feel like they did a really good job. Like they covered a lot of the main point, like flagship points, but there are a lot of like small details that really make like, kind of the magic of the anime and the manga mm -hmm. that I feel like we really miss out on. Like, you yeah. mentioned, um, like, we never saw General Armstrong at all. I know. I like, was really like, looking like, forward to seeing Armstrong. Like, live action Armstrong would have been a moment. Yeah, that would have been a beautiful so moment. Super, um, like, fruity. Like, I was ready for that. And his hair. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, I know that. We didn't see Scar. Uh, and Did we ever see the Fuhrer at all? Nope. Never at all? Nope. Not seen. Yeah, there's a lot. And I get it. If you introduce... They could introduce Armstrong. There would have been a nice moment. But then, I guess there wouldn't have been that much. But yeah, I guess it makes sense that they wouldn't have introduced Scar yet. I think he technically did show up by this point in the anime and manga. But then if they would have showed him, then he has a whole more story that comes on later so i can yeah. i can see why they took him out movie. yeah but um yeah it makes no sense why they didn't show the fear i'm already going to say uh 
if they show anything else in the credits, we kind of skip those so we could get right to talking about it. Uh, oops, if we miss something because of that. Uh, now I feel like we may have should have watched it. Because I feel like they should have showed yeah, the Fury at one point. They mentioned him a couple times, I think. And they're, I mean, yeah. They show the I mean, corruption they, in the they military. They're like German esque, quote unquote, like big scare quotes around that, like military system a lot, but they don't really explain any of it. Yeah. They call everyone general and colonel and lieutenant and like provide no insight about what the positions actually mean or like what the the tiers actually like entail. Yeah. So, question mark? Yeah, I know. And I, I think that all just comes down to the fact they try to squeeze in a whole lot. I mean, they do the whole church thing at the very beginning. Uh, then they, I don't feel like they showed the train sequence with mm -hmm. the gold. I think they completely skipped that. Because I'm pretty yeah. sure that was the next thing that happens. Then they did show Tucker and uh, his Chimera stuff. Then they went straight to the... Oh, they did the, the Dr. Moreau, Ma, Micah, Mocha? Marco? Marco, yeah. I don't know. He had to... They, he used a fake name, too. I'll get them mixed up. And then they went to the laboratory. Quote-unquote, mm -hmm. laboratory slash prisoner of war camp. Um, I mean, I will say, one thing that... Um, <clears throat> I found really interesting about the the whole beginning sequence because it felt very like travel introduce a character, mm -hmm. travel introduce another character, travel like it felt very like they were trying to cover ground without really like kind of investing in the stories that were there. Yeah. Um, like there's so much to be said about like we didn't see the rock spells at all, mm -hmm. which like is is probably a moot point to the overall um like plot anyway like we don't really need to know the rock bells to know like what they're about but the little comedic moments of them like being parented by the rock bells and seeing how they like kind of grow into adults i feel like is really important for their like overall well-being and their like general roundedness as characters mm -hmm. but like the i don't know i feel like the whole beginning sequence was like setting up the plot and the whole, like, the action happened the last half. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. No, oh, no, I mean, yeah, it makes complete sense. I mean, that's exactly what it is, pretty much. I think they showed a little bit of action in the beginning when the Ed was fighting the pre fake priest dude. And then I don't, I don't really remember much action uh, all, until the end. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. So, they definitely tried cramming too much. But, I mean, I was wondering going into it how much they were going to try to do. There's, I knew there was no way they could fit the whole series in. And no. I couldn't think of a good stopping point either. I, I feel like the place they chose was actually decent. If I could think right. of any others. But I, I feel like it was okay for what they tried to do. Uh, yeah. There was some good... They did a pretty good job with uh, the characterization. Or the actor. <laughs> picking the actors for the characters uh and like making them look pretty good co pretty comparative mm -hmm. to the actual characters uh oh yeah especially like ed and al yeah and, um, yeah al looks like real cool Williams, like the little um like main character crew mm -hmm. like ed and al spot on witty funny Still, like, kind of low-key children, mm -hmm. but also with enough, um, like, real-world experiences that they're, like, kind of hardened by that. Mm -hmm. They're mature. Winry is a goddess, I think. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> um, and Hughes is, you know, the complete uh. dad that he is. I'm really upset that we never actually saw, like, his kid. Oh, yeah. That's right. Like, that was such never, a sad moment. I mean, we kind of, like, poke at his, his wife being, um, like, a quote-unquote mom-to-be. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we actually ever see his kid, which I feel no. like would have really, like, hit home how, like, fatherly and, like, nurturing he was to yeah. everyone he came across. 
like even even Roy, like he was a really good friend even to Roy, and mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't really get that as much as we could have. Yeah, Hughes was great, and I really liked the actor they got for Hughes. But yeah, they would have showed that. I mean, his daughter, especially at the funeral. I remember watching reading the manga and watching anime. That part always just killed me, even more than like what Tucker does to Nina. I was like, oh man, it's like, oh no. <laughs> uh, so. I really was wanted to see that part, but also really glad I didn't have to witness that again. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I thought Hughes was the best uh, casting choice. I, I mean, a lot of them were great too. For some reason, I mean, we talked about this while we were watching it. We don't know why Winry wasn't blonde in this, because everyone else is pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Winry had lighter brown hair, and maybe that's what it was supposed to look like. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I mean, like, it doesn't really, really matter. matters what the yeah. color is if the character is correct. But it was really, I mean, I think jarring for me to see um, all the characters look pretty accurate mm-hmm. to the manga and the anime, and then to see Winry and be like, that's really different from what I expected. Her facial features were, like, generally the same. Yeah. But it wouldn't have been a stretch, I don't think, to make her have blonde hair. Especially because um, Ed's hair was, like, grossly accurate. Yeah. Like, almost too much so. Yeah. I like, it was very, very blondish, like, braided mm-hmm. madness, whatever that was. Which, like, his hair was fine. I'm not saying that, but it was, like so accurate that you were like yes that is Ed, clearly <laughs> mm-hmm. um and winry's hair was very like Bleh. yeah like we knew it was winry because of her character like her characterization mm-hmm. oh so, we also didn't see much of ed's auto mount we see him like some of his arm but they pr- right. pretty much keep it covered most of the time yeah i mean it makes sense why he wears the the gloves to kind of like hide everything, especially mm-hmm. because he is like really young, and it is kind of like taboo that he did human um, human alchemy and everything. But I feel like that's one of the defining points of his like character is him having all of the auto mail and everything, and they don't really put that on full display, especially because the CGI is really nice. Yeah, like when they actually show his auto mail, it's like actually really pretty like it's it's really it's, well done it is it's cool and because uh, the other nose thing we notice is uh winery is with them pretty much the entire time through the movie which uh, i don't remember her being with them that much but you think if winery's gonna be there that much they would show ed's auto mill a lot more because i mean winery is ed's mechanic <laughs> so, yeah right uh, he get, like he can get maintenance anytime he wants <laughs> like <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't, weird, weird little things like that. Um, uh, uh, what was the other thing I was thinking? Oh, Winry. I don't remember her being so cutesy, I guess. I mean, I don't know. If the, yeah. I feel like, yeah, she's cute just naturally, but I feel like she was more, I don't know, I don't want to say, kind of more tomboy like what people think of yeah. a tomboy. But, I mean, it's fine. It's Definitely fine. more like, sassy like, yeah sassy is probably what i'm thinking of um ed kind of like stuff mm-hmm. where like he would show up and all of his auto mail is like broken and she's like what have you done with my beautiful auto mail yeah i made all of this and it feels like in the the live action she's very much like oh no look at what ed did yeah like, i have to remake this which is accurate mm-hmm. i guess to like the story but also kind of like doesn't do justice to her character because her character especially in the manga and the anime is very like proud if that like i don't mm-hmm. know if that's the right word but i very, feel like, like it she's very good at what she does and she's very proud of that fact it's like she's she's very happy that she's able to do something that most like quote-unquote women can't in that that kind of industry I feel like we missed out on that a little bit. Yeah. Oh, same thing with... Fantastic, like, mechanic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's the same thing they do with Hawkeye, too. Uh, Pretty much Mm -hmm. just just there. Doesn't say anything until almost the very end. Um, Right. And, like, yeah... Before we even hear her, like, speak at all, right? Yep. 
and eventually we get the cool scene shooting all those weird fake uh, I guess they're supposed to be homunculi whatever those weird things are supposed to be but yeah really nerf her character I guess I don't know. It was, stuff like that is a little bothersome but yeah well and and she like I feel like she Hawkeye especially feels a need for um Ed and Al that's like this like kind of nurturing figure kind of like the rock bells are too but that really like takes care of them and like guides them and gives them a, a warmth that they don't get anywhere else like i love mustang and i love hughes but they're like very dad figures which mm -hmm. is really like, different energy from what hawkeye kind of gives that's very like gentle if that makes sense like very protective mm -hmm. and um that's that's something that i feel like is completely missed in the whole live action like she doesn't speak at all and when she does speak it's very like lieutenant -y, mm -hmm. if that like it's very like militaristic where she's only doing her duty she's not so much because i feel like in the anime she kind of like bends the rules a little bit mm -hmm. to like, really take care and like nurture ed and al so that they're um protected kind of and mm -hmm. i feel like we really miss out on that in the live action which i feel like is really a shame because ed and al really need that kind of energy and i mean after like losing their mom suddenly and like their dad being and we never I mean, on that same note, we never see their dad ever. Oh, that's true. Uh, I can forgive that one, because I don't feel like he pops in until... Well, maybe he will have popped in by this point, too. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff missing, but... Yeah, they don't really mention it. They mention him at the very beginning about how he's just gone, but then never again. Mm -mm. But that's obviously because he plays a much bigger role later. I feel like that's a major plot point, too, especially mm. in brotherhood where we like kind of learn his identity and like what he is etc etc mm -hmm. and that's like never even i mean in some of the other like plot points like things about like their mom and their origin stuff like that they like poke at it so that it kind of encourages you to go um like explore the media more like explore the anime and the manga but for their dad i feel like they don't even like touch on it at all yeah i feel like it's really a shame yeah, I feel like that's the same thing with Scar, though. It's like, if they introduce... What's his name? Hohenheim or something like that? Hohenheim? Uh, I, I don't know. It starts with an H, I'm pretty sure. But I don't remember. Uh, if they introduce their dad, uh, they would have to open up this whole other storyline, which I guess they can't do yeah. it. But, I mean, it's still... It's, they could introduce their dad without... They'd be like, hey, here's his dad. But, I don't know. I guess it is a pretty fast-paced movie. So that would be kind of random yeah. if that if that was all it was. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, they they only like mention their mom in passing already. Yeah. Like in the first scene. Yeah. Even though I mean they do okay. Well, the, the movie starts with them, uh, with with their mom and then losing their mom, and them trying to bring her back, which started off nice until they kind of just stop it and then bring it back as a dream sequence i wish it would just did the whole thing right there at the beginning was showed him like um al turning into dust if i remember correctly they he like kind of dusts away and then um ed's leg turns to dust and then he like desperately uh begs to bring him back and they kind of show that a little bit but as a dream and it just wasn't as impactful as i felt like it could have been uh, yeah, I mean, they kind of, like, imply that it's a little bit more of, like, a kind of, like, semi-quasi-flashback slash, um, like, dream sequence. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it really misses out on some of its impact actually seeing Ed and Al, yeah. like, integrate into nothing and have to, like, use his blood to transfigure his, his mm -hmm. brother into, like, a suit of armor, like... That just happens to be laying around. Yeah. Like, and them doing it as little kids. Because in the dream, yeah. they're older. So, I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to have to show kids that desperate. But then they... Well, they're so young, too. Yeah. Because they're, like, so desperate to have their mom back. But that would have been such a big moment if they would have just went all yeah. the way with it. 
Well, especially because it would have showed, like, their real, like, desperation to have someone else in their life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where that, like, that um, disconnect between, like, not having the rock bells present in the story at all really, like, is apparent. Because they have, like, the, like, okay, so their mom passes away and they desperately try to bring her back, mm-hmm. right? And then Al is now suddenly a set of armor magically, mm-hmm. like, transfigured that way. Um, and then we jump to them being, like, semi-quasi-adults, where they're, like, I don't know, 16, 18-year-old kind of age range. Um, and we don't know how they grew up at all. Like, we don't know anything about that, that whole giant age gap. And I feel like that part is really, like, important to their character growth and how they're going to, like, the plot going forward, because they're looking for a way to get it like, Al's body back and, and everything. And I feel like that's... We can understand because we watched the anime, mm-hmm. but I feel like if we were watching that as bystanders, it would be, like, really vague and may- maybe confusing. Yeah, probably. Or maybe it's just fast-paced enough that you kind of just... Anyone not familiar with the story would just forget about it and just enjoy everything mm-hmm. else that's happening. Anyway. Yeah. Just... I don't know. But... Uh, well, there's something else that I was missing. Oh, no, the other thing. They did, the. I mean, every, pretty much everything does it, but where they, like, show parts of it, move on, and then go back to it. They did the same thing with Hughes' death, where they, like, show Envy as Mustang kill Hughes, and then I was like, wait a minute. It wasn't his wife? And then we, I mean, I got confused, and then I was maybe making you confused while I was trying to think through my own <laughs> stuff. And I was like, what is, wasn't it his he disguised his wife, and then they go back, they do more of the story, and then go back, and it was like, show that he turns back into his wife to kill right. him, and then it was like, why would you do that? I mean, I don't I mean, know. they could have just showed it from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, I don't get it. I, I think it's supposed to, like, make some twists for people who aren't from, it's the whole thing, it's the, I don't know, it's the whole, like, idea of they're trying to make it for people who haven't already seen it. Or maybe they are. Right. It's also entirely possible that they did the same thing in the manga. I just don't remember them doing it like this. But then this would be a good chance for them to remedy it. It's only been a while since I watched like, the anime. Yeah, me too. I will say, uh, this definitely made me want to rewatch it. Just so I, I mean, can go back. Saying. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, will. I have a lot of stuff I'm watching. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that might be a while. Um, I mean, I will say one thing that I really, really appreciated was their commitment to making the characters look, sound, and seem like their original, like, manifestation. Oh, yeah. Like, um, like, Ed, from the onset, was Ed. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, like, watch him, like, speak and talk, and all of his, like, sassiness with every single enemy that he encounters, like... It definitely seems like Ed's energy. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with, um, like, Al. Like, his his kind of, like, kiddish energy where he follows his brother and things like that. <clears throat> like, the way that they characterize the characters in the beginning <laughs> yeah. is very, like, satisfying. Because you, especially if you've watched it already, you're like, ah, yes, that is the Ed that I already know. Or, mm-hmm. yes, that is the Al that I already know. And it's just kind of building on that, like, lore that you already are familiar with. Yeah. I'll also say, except for, obviously, the parts we complained about and one more I'm going to get to in a moment. Uh, mm-hmm. They were pretty faithful with the parts that they did show. Even though, yeah, it was rushed. They pretty, they're just trying to cram as much. The, there was a lot of moments that I felt like were pretty faithful to the anime and manga. But I also said, and like I told you earlier, it might just because it's been so wild since I watched it originally that it's like my memories of it are vague at best now. And seeing this makes me think this is how it was originally be. So I don't know. The one big difference I think this has is the fact that Tucker is at the lab because I'm pretty sure Scar kills him. Mm-hmm. Uh so he wasn't even supposed to be there. He was supposed to be someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a little disappointing that they did that. Uh, of course, I guess they just didn't want to introduce a whole other character mm-hmm. again. But I feel like 
think it's Armstrong's that was present during some of that. Uh, yeah, I think Armstrong's supposed to be there too. Yeah, I don't know. So yes, they left some stuff out for the sake of the story, but I don't know. Do you think this could be like a series of movies? Because if they did do that, then they could have introduced these other characters. If they're not going to do it, maybe this was the best case scenario. I mean, maybe if it was like a two-part movie. I'm not really sure. I'm I'm not familiar with like the way that these movies are constructed, but I yeah. think it was even like two separate parts. Where you get to see the whole, um, like, setup to the movie. So, like, where Ed and Al came from. Like, you get to kind of explore the story of the Rock Bells. Learn about Auto Mail and, like, kind of the implications for where the story is going. And then the second half is like, oh, yes, this is the Ishbalan Civil War. And this is, like, the fallout from all of that. And this is what um, Laboratory 5 actually is. I feel like that would have been a really, like, fulfilling, like, two-part installment that would have allowed viewers to really, um, get the character development that they were craving, but also fulfill the entire plot, mm -hmm. that Yeah, I get it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The way they have it, at least with Netflix, it doesn't seem like they would do a second one. Now, I just remembered, there are other live actions that have done series, uh... Ronin Kenshin has a series of live actions because I've watched oh, those. Really? Yeah, uh, and uh, as far as I remember, uh, they're pretty decent. I have a friend who loves them, um, and they have another new movie. Pretty sure it's live action that's coming out too. So uh, it's of course possible. I just don't think it's going to happen with uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, um, but that's a shame. I mean, no, it's not a shame. I'm fine with it. I'll. I feel like, uh, I don't know. I'm not huge into, like, live actions. So I'll, get, yeah. I'll say I'm fine with it. I'm fine with the manga anime. You know what I mean? But I guess there are people who do want to see what it would be like live action. And I feel like they did have a lot of potential with, I feel like something like this in live action, the most important thing is how it looks, how the characters look and act, and then, of course, I guess the CGI and all that stuff, too. Right. I mean, as far as, like, watching something after the fact that you're already familiar with, I feel like it was very satisfying. Mm -hmm. Because you were watching something that you were already, like, you kind of low-key knew what was going to happen. Like, we were talking about, um, like, Nina's fate. And we're like, uh, not re really ready to watch this, but also, like, I need to experience it with a real person to really like, mm -hmm. feel the impact. It was satisfying in that way. And for anyone who's already familiar with the anime and the manga, you don't really need all of the extra small details. It mm. is very nice to get to, like, see Armstrong in the flesh. And it yeah. would have been very funny to see him, like, <laughs> buff and fruity in all of his glory. Yeah. But, um, we don't really necessarily, quote-unquote, need that. In order to understand the plot. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what they were going for. They knew that their like audience was people that already knew what was going to happen throughout the plot. And just wanted to see it in in the flesh, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I have more questions for you in a bit. But this, I guess as a final verdict for this movie. Uh, starting with, if pe for people you haven't seen it, I would say definitely worth watching it's a pretty it's i mean it's still a pretty good movie mm -hmm. uh very exciting if nothing else oh yeah <laughs> and for what story they include it's fast-paced uh they get through a lot of course uh and i feel like it's it's both easy to follow along with until you start thinking too much about it, then you're like, wait, why are they actually doing this? So, uh, story, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, it feels easy to go along with if you don't think about it too much. For people who are familiar with it, I think it's, I think it'll be a nice one to hang out with other friends that are familiar with it and to just sit there and look at any similarities and differences. It's an interesting thing to just 
I guess, study and watch for for your own amusement, I guess. Yeah. I was I think that was kind of our thinking when we were going into this too. It's like, ooh, this will be fun to see all the differences. And honestly, right. oh, I expected there to be more. So I guess in a way, it did a lot better than my expectations. I mean, and it is really nice to see like your characters in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Like I know for me, I am really bad about reading something and getting a certain like image in my mind of what characters should look like based on their physical descriptions and everything. But it's kind of really, really nice to being, to like watch something and actually see it happen, like not just in animation, but in real person, where you can be like, ah, yes, that looks like Ed. Mm. And I don't know if maybe that's like a unique thing to me, but it's very nice to like, to kind of watch that happen. Yeah. So overall, I will say there's no reason people should not watch this movie. Um, really, there's nothing too terrible. It's definitely not another Death Note. So I think, yeah, anyone could watch this. <laughs> definitely not another Death Note. Definitely not another Death Note. Uh, but, uh, just real quick, I guess. What was your favorite part of this movie? and Or favorite scene of this movie? And least favorite scene? Oh, gosh. Favorite scene? Um... Probably when we actually got to see Hughes be, like, full dad mm. and and be with his wife and and treat Ed and Al to dinner and kind of give them, like, the love and nurture that they haven't felt in probably quite a long time. Least favorite? have a least favorite maybe just like watching envy die and not really understanding like kind of how it happened or like we kind of talked about this a little bit like the philosopher's stone kind of manifesting but them not really using it on al Mm -hmm. like this um this dichotomy (sighs) between do we use the philosopher's stone and like use it for something positive and and maybe like worthwhile and humanitarian or do we not use it because it it sacrifices human like it it was used Mm -hmm. to like sacrifice human lives like that weird like between that we i feel like i struggled with yeah I i thought the exact same thing uh but the other thing we were talking about, we were not, we don't even remember exactly in the anime manga if they actually pulled out the Philosopher's Stone. I think I remember as Mustang just uh, exhausted its power and kind of just eventually got destroyed or crumbled away or whatever. So I don't remember if this is the issue. I'm pretty sure Ed learns the secret from Dr. Mark. Marco, Marco, whatever. Marco, yeah. Yeah, either from directly from him or for a note or something about where Philosopher's Song's coming. And that's when they made the decision. I don't know. I might be getting stuff mixed up. But I, I was going to start with my least favorite, but now I feel like I have to start with my favorite. My favorite scene <laughs> actually was when Mustang was killing Lust and setting her on fire over and over again. Uh, really? Yeah. Because, I mean, it was the scene I was looking forward to because I knew it was going to happen. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was one of the cooler things that happened. I mean, there was other stuff I was looking forward to, but for sad reasons, like uh, Tucker and Nina and uh, Alexander, that was the name stuck. Like, like the sad moments I was looking forward to to see if they were doing, but not because I was going to enjoy them, because I just... And then, of course, seeing uh, Hughes get killed was... But the cool moment that was actually good uh, that I enjoyed was seeing Mustang... Well, really, Mustang doing anything because we talked about him also not really showing how badass he is throughout the whole thing, but yes. until the very end, and then setting lust and envy on fire and killing lust. We know eventually those that watch envy isn't dead, but yes, setting lust on fire was cool. Uh, my least favorite is sometimes there was just goofy moments. Uh, there was a time, uh, this what was it? I think the. Gluttony was chasing after someone, and he was just kind of goofy about it. 
the way he, it looked like. And then there was the time that all those, I don't, the fake humunculi or clone things or whatever those things were, when they were falling on the ground, it was kind of more the sound design and the animation just made it seem kind of goofy. So that's the, those are my least favorite parts. As far as an actual scene, there wasn't really one that stuck out except for the beginning when they didn't finish it. That was my least favorite. There were what the one other scene that I was hoping for was like it's almost like the opening scene of the whole thing is when Ed is in the church reading the ingredients for a human. Uh, I think he also tells the story of Icarus too at one point. I don't remember. Maybe that's just a weird memory I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was like one of the very first pages or whatever in the manga, and they do read the ingredients when they're kids. But for some reason, that always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are my least favorite. Uh, uh, pro- one more, one more thing before we wrap this up. Of all, so seven daily sins, a concept that's done, been done almost too many times in this. Which one do you think uh, identifies with you the most? Oh, sadly, it's the seven deadly sins. Yeah, of those seven. Uh, or not maybe either you can either do seven daily sins in general or the humunculi that as they're represented in this in full male alchemist it's really difficult um i guess maybe envy hmm. because her her ability to kind of um take on different personas and like put on different hats to really like embody different people in the anime and the manga, I feel like it's used in a lot more, like, nefarious concepts. Mm-hmm. She uses it to really um, embody other people and impersonate them, and, like, it's a lot more negative. But I feel like in a lot of the things that I do, I put on different hats to not, like, cater to different audiences, but, like, step into their shoes. Mm. So, like, a lot of the stuff that I do is, like, part academia but part like popular culture and I feel like that's something that I have to grapple with all the time like I have to be a teacher and I have to be upstanding and I have to be professional but also at the same time I have to be a researcher and a um like regular consumer of popular culture to really tap into what I'm doing and that's something that I that's really relatable mm-hmm. like being able to kind of like transform and code switch into what I need in order to um, like relate to my audiences maybe that's just me though <laughs> I get it uh, I mean yeah I get a lot of that actually uh, but yeah I understand <laughs> what you're saying too uh, my uh, as far as which of these uh, probably fit closely to even though they don't show it in this movie. I mean, they don't show Sloth, Pride, or Wrath in this movie. Wait, yeah. am I missing one? Oh, and Greed. They don't show Greed either. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is Sloth. Um, just, I don't feel like... I, I feel like I'm way too lazy. Also, I'm just a big dude. Uh, and I feel exactly how Sloth is depicted in this. In the anime, at least. Not in this movie. I feel like I'm just lazily around... Uh, I don't know. As f- I mean, I feel this exactly kind of what you just said with envy. I feel that too. But uh, if gluttony was just alcohol, maybe, maybe that would be me too. <laughs> I don't eat that. I, I, I'm a big dude, but I don't eat that much. Most of my weight comes from alcohol, sadly. Uh, I mean, I I do eat, but I eat garbage. Uh. <laughs> uh but let's see, wrath. Uh, yeah, I can I can feel some wrath. Definitely, I'm not definitely not greed or lust or who was it? Pride? Maybe pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely sloth. That's probably me. I wish I could saw sloth in this movie, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, then if we saw sloth, we would saw the other Armstrong. We would saw uh, sister Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Another cool character. Uh, yeah, I mean, man, the Armstrongs, I feel like they really, like, they're not important to the plot, but I feel like they're really important to our souls. Like, I don't <laughs> think it's really easy, but, like, 
it really provides a a light in the whole plot line as we're watching it. Like it's it's something that provides a little bit of spice or sparkle or something that I feel like we we really miss out on. Mm-hmm. Like the movie is really nice and I really enjoyed it as far as like a general viewing. Mm-hmm. But there there's so many details that we have to miss out on. Yeah. Can't be included in order to like get through that. Like, I mean, the movie was two out, like a little. Oh yeah, it was a pretty sizable movie, which is good. Like, it's a pretty good length. I feel like no movie should be less than two hours, but that's a whole different rant. I have a lot, (laughs) anyways. Uh, But yeah, I forgot it was that long. Um, Before we started watching it, it definitely felt that long while we were watching it. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh well, uh, I know we gave it final. Oh dang, I just forgot my other verdict. Um, uh, I was going to say one more thing, but I forgot. <laughs> uh, I was going to give a final, final verdict. Uh, I forgot what that was. So I guess that must mean uh, we're probably near the end of this. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that is it for this episode. Number blah 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 titled uh whatever <laughs> I decided it would be of alcohol and anime. Thank you so much for listening. Uh if you liked it, like it. Uh if you can subscribe to it, subscribe to it. If you I don't think I don't know, podcasts do comments. You can uh get in touch with me, you can find my social media. I think there's links on whatever uh, or email me with any of the questions I asked. I think I asked a lot of a couple questions for you all listening. Definitely about drinks. I remember that one. Uh, but email theacstories at gmail.com if people like email and stuff or social media stuff. You can find me at theacstories uh, and get in touch with me there. But also, thank you so much, uh, Victoria, for joining me and watching this movie with me. It's been so cool. It's also, it was really cool to catch up with you, and especially through alcohol and anime. And doing all this stuff and re uh, reliving, reviving with Full Metal Alchemist. But uh, if people want to see, hear, uh, find more of you, well, where, where can they do that with from at? <laughs> um, you can look at my socials at like at Jazzy Bookie B. Pretty much anywhere that I exist, um, via Twitter, Instagram, etc. Um, and also, I recently started a very scuffed podcast called The Music Salon <laughs> on um, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, slash wherever you get your podcasts. Um, it's very, like, open-ended. There are only, like, three episodes, I think. Um, but there are more to come. It's kind of a work in progress, but it's um, kind of a passion project as I finish my my master's degrees, mm. but um, at Jazzy Bicky B, pretty much wherever you get your uh, your information from. Cool, cool. Yeah, definitely go follow uh, that. I, I'll listen <laughs> to the podcast. I like it, so follow all of that. But uh, yeah, once again, thank you, everyone. Uh, but until next time, until this next podcast. Uh, bye. Uh, bye. Thank you so much for watching. It was a really pleasure, or it was a pleasure to um hang out, review this, uh, this show.